Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. Definitely check out some of the great other podcasts they have. But right now, we're going to dive in with Brian Miller, first time guest, long time listener. I think I can say that. I think yeah. I can say that. Mm-hmm. I'm the get-go. All right. This is episode three of season five. Brian Miller, if you could uh, give us a little bit of your background, a little bit of who you are, so that they they know a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, yeah, Brian Miller. I teach seventh grade history in Annapolis area Christian school, and I've been teaching there for about uh, 16 years now, and yeah, absolutely love it. And I've been gamifying for, this is my fourth year. Wow, that's that's crazy. This is a perfect topic. So the topic we're doing today, I think I missed it in my excitement. <laughs> the topic <laughs> we're doing today is all about refining our game. So this is going to be a great chat here because uh, both of us have been gamifying for a while. And to sort of be one that does that, I think, I, I don't want to speak for you, Brian, but you have to refine, right? Like if you're going to do it, if you're going to stay in it, you gotta like smooth some of those systems out. Like it's okay to put a, a a clunky system in place, you know, to start with or to try something new. But then if sure. like the kids like it and you like it, you gotta be like, all right, I gotta figure out how to smooth this out. I gotta I gotta figure out how to keep yeah. this to sustain this, right? Um, totally. So, all right, um, you've been doing it for four years. You said, um, what's what's a piece? That you could say you definitely have changed or refined or smoothed out since your first year yeah i think just having the kids like initially i wasn't sure as far as what to do with, with guilds or how like i kind of i follow a similar structure to kind of we, I, we both teach similar content you know i teach seventh yep. grade world history uh medieval is kind of like my you know my theme as well and so just kind of at first i was kind of just it's doing more like a house versus house kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I think as I realized see how, how well kind of group work is going to work to kind of help the game flow, I've been doing more, obviously, doing more like guilds and, um, you know, playing them off that way. So that, um, so yeah. I mean, so you, refined, small... so, you, so you refined from your original was really just sort of class period, class period mm-hmm. kind of activities. Sure. And then you've started to sort of dive into maybe some guild or group activities uh, yeah. inside the game. That's that's cool. And uh, I actually think that's a really good on-ramp for anybody that's listening. You know, I think it's easier to sort of start with whole class. So if you're mm-hmm. middle school or high school, you can really do that class versus another class thing. If you're elementary, I think I would recommend uh, trying to do like have a villain in your game so that it's your class yeah. against the villain right so mm-hmm. you can still have that whole class effect uh but i think great transition to uh start working towards these like group activities or things that differentiate the groups or the guilds you know give them some sort of items or power-ups or things that they have that other groups don't and you start to have that asynchronous feel and in games that can be a really like powerful piece yeah, and I think I mean I, I was a similar story to some of the other guests you've had. Just the idea of like you know reading your book and decide to jump like over the summer, decide to jump it, like two weeks before school started, decide to oh two weeks, you know what? then to do it, 
and I kind of made my website on Google Sites, Sites. and it was it was you know full throttle and uh, no. You I, dove right I, in. How did how did that go for you? Because that can that can be daunting, but it can also be just right for some people. Yeah, it was. It's so fulfilling. I mean, I, I love games, and just the idea of like merging two passions of like games and teaching was just like this has been around. I mean, I don't know when you started, but like the idea of this is something I wish I've been doing my entire, you know, teaching career. Cause it was so, yeah, it just, it didn't, it made, you know, you're staying up late at night as you, as you know, like, you know, creating stuff, but it was, you know, I'd stay up, I lose track of time. What time? It's one o'clock. And because I just love, I just love creating stuff. It's it just, is a labor you know, of love. It is yeah. such a labor of love. Uh, I love that story. So, all right. So you, you switch to these sort of guilds. You've been doing it for a while. Um, you, dove yeah, I think in, I, you dove in two weeks before. That's crazy. And I think initially it was, you know, everything that you've talked about, you know, kids just, just eating it up and uh, just, you know, going on Quest and the kind of stuff they would produce was just, it was like, oh, my goodness, yes. The, I mean, how are they doing this without a grade? It was just uh, it was so cool to see them just really engaging for, for the love of, you know, doing something they're passionate about. Uh, and I think one of the, that's one of the things that you and I were kind of talking about a little bit before is just I've seen the kind of um, I just how to get kids kind of continuing to be engaging in, I would say, those kind of enrichment activities or those side quests. Uh, initially, I think they were all in. And then as the years have kind of gone by, I think I had one had a group of kids, not this past year, but the year before that just I think they were just not. I don't know. Sometimes you get a group of kids that are just not those kind of go getters and that just want to kind of engage as much. So I saw a little wane a little bit and then with COVID happened. And, Ooh, and so yeah. I, I kind of, I think that's one of the things I've wanted to kind of ask around sort of how do we find um, getting kids engage in quests? Like what do you, how do you, what do you do to kind of get their enthusiasm, get them um, kind of pique their interest to all those kind of things, I think. Um, and I use kind of Google sites as slides to kind of, you know, push them out. But like, even that, like you push them out the first day, um, how is there a way that you kind of do it to kind of get them to kind of uh, to kind of you know hook onto them? Yeah, so that's a big question. I love it. So if I'm to sort of rephrase it, right? Uh, your idea here is like, how do we continue, especially for people like Brian and I that are going to have a year-long game? How do you mm -hmm. continue to get them to sort of get pulled in? And ultimately, for Brian and I, if you hear it it's about what they're producing. Like we're excited by the fact yeah. that they're like, this is what they did. They like did this without like requirement, without like much guidance. So it's really cool to see. So once you see that happen, you want to sustain that. You want to continue mm -hmm. that. You want those kids to grow throughout the year trying side quests. So a uh, solid question. I'd say there's lots of ways that you could do it. And, and probably the correct answer would be, a mix of all of them, right? So one, basically you said how you roll out quests. That that I think is a thing I used to overlook. Um, I used to just kind of, whenever I came up with an idea, whenever I had a free time, I would sort of just like plop up some more quests. At least for me and my students, that's not good. <laughs> my kids mm -hmm. really like this idea. It is the craziest thing. You'd think it's like the release of the new Star Wars. When a new unit happens, like they know, it's like 
it's going to open up the new unit. And by opening up the new unit, there are like things to find. There are sure. hidden quests as well as like visible quests. Uh, one way I achieve that is I use a Google site as well uh, for my class. And in there, there's a spot for side quests. And it's like, whoop, you know, we're in the Rome unit. Here are four side quests. And then there's like a fifth box that says, and others hidden around. So like, no matter what, kids can see these four. And if some kid's a little more interested, you know, they can poke around. And the biggest spot that I have quests around is over the years, and I want everyone to hear this, this is not a requirement. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> as your game grows, this could be something you choose to add. But I added kind of a more thematic website. And I often suggest people use uh, a, a software called Wix. It's a website mm -hmm. software. And just go find a bunch of cool pictures that fit your theme. And so each unit, a new spot opens up, right? So like Rome opens up. They couldn't go to it before. Now they can. And it's just basically some cool like Roman artwork where like they'll click now the Colosseum to take them into the Colosseum. Mm -hmm. And in the Colosseum, they might click like the guard standing there. And then the guard might like whoop, like a little speech bowl comes up and it's a quest. It's like, oh man, I found, did you, hey Brian, did you find the one? Like if you go into the Colosseum and then you talk to the mm -hmm. guard, boom, you and I could be the only ones to do this. Like the kids get excited that they found this sort of secret quest and it's not that secret, but to kids it sure. is like right like it wasn't yeah. just a list it was it didn't just look like an lms like here are the six mm -hmm. things you can do you know it was like there was these four and then i hid like two or three so one like i like the idea of releasing like almost like a new season like when netflix yeah. drops like boom <laughs> newest season of x and you can watch them all that's an exciting thing so i like the season idea uh the the other thing that was in that example is i like the hidden one and then the one i didn't talk about yet is also a varying degree of difficulty so at different times your kids ebb and flow in terms of their interest that can be weather both of us are in the north you know can it can get to that like it's cold outside it can also be based on sports and other curricular you know extracurriculars like as those ebb and flow kids have limited time so trying to sustain it during those peaks and valley times is important. So thinking through like, oh man, like <laughs> half of my high flyers are in drama and they all just signed up for the play. Mm. I don't want my high flyers to like not try. Sure. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, could I offer that like a, a, an easy side quest? And then all of a sudden they see that up there. I don't say it's for them, but they're like, oh, like cool. I could totally do that before I, you know, have to go to my play practice tonight. Yeah. And then, so then they, they get sustained throughout. Some of the ones that haven't played yet start to approach those more easy ones. And an easy one might be like a vocab note card. Super simple. I don't really care about it. It's not the most exciting thing in the world. These aren't the quests that Brian are talking about in terms of like, yeah, yeah. wow. But it gets them into mm -hmm. the game and it sustains the game. And once you start to see that and once you start to do that, you have room for people to, to grab some of the bigger ones. Yeah, I think that's that onboarding part in the beginning. I, I think that if I look at my quest, I can see a lot of them are kind of like they there isn't those that lower level kind of like, you know what, I can do that, you know, real quick. There's kind of, you know, and so I think that those are at especially in the beginning of the year when kids I think I might have some like towards the middle of the year, but by then they're not 
practice doing side quests or they maybe said, hey, side quests aren't me. Those side quests are things for the kids who are those achievers who are going to, you know, um, you know, turn in this awesome stuff. So I think that I think that's true. The beginning of the year to kind of get them hooked into those smaller quests and then kind of celebrate them. Um, you know, you know give here's, them a item. Good one. here's a good yeah. one that I'm going to tell you you should drop this week and I would love to hear how it okay. goes like super simple but they still have to do some like metacognition here is tell them for the quest they have to create a single Google slide they have to change the background to be a single picture and that picture has to be something in your unit, something that represents in the unit, or maybe could symbolize it. It could be creative. And then tell them they can put a single word on that slide to also represent the the thing that they thought, thought was important. You could I mean, you could pitch it that way. Like, tell me something yeah. that you think was super important in this unit. Hmm. And then tell them they get no more than like two sentences in the uh, like speaker notes box. Okay. So it still looks beautiful. And you want to like give them that space to be like, I want that to be beautiful. I don't want you to put your like written response in there. Mm-hmm. But all they have to do is one picture, one word, one to two sentences. Like anybody can do that. Um, yeah. And tell them, I don't know how you want to collect that. If you want them to email to you, I don't know if you want to put that up in Google Classroom yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But then once you get one or two, like, this is what this is what I would do also to get uh, kids excited. Are you in person or virtual right now? We're in person. All right. And then my next question is, do you have like a, a TV or like a smart board or like a Promethean? We don't have projector? that. Yeah, standard like whiteboard projector. Fabulous. But you do have a projector. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you do that, I don't know if you know how to do this. Huge suggestion I give. I tell everybody to do this. Uh do you set it so that your background, like on your computer, is background A, and that like the thing up there is background B, or is it the same as A? Ooh, uh, I think it's same as A actually. I don't All right. Think I have. Either way, it's fine. But my point is, what I would do is when these kids start turning in two or three of them, change your background because the. The computer is HD, and I would imagine so is your projector. So it's yeah, yeah. built to be that 16.9. And when you download the image of, because on slides you can click download as an image, mm-hmm. and then you start setting their things as a background, and it mm. looks cool, looks beautiful. And people are like, what's that? What's that, Mr. Miller? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's like that's like Sarah's, you know, one-word challenge. And they're like, what, what's the one word challenge? Like I put it up last week, you know, Sarah and like three other kids. Yeah. I'm putting theirs up tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And even um, using it, I could use it for the from art in the website too. You know, I could post it up on something like that's like, you know. 100%. Just, so when kids start of, to see you yeah. using it and then you get excited about it, you're like, doesn't that look cool? That just looks cool. I mean, that looks yeah. cool. I want to be there. I want to go there. That's so cool. We studied that. That's so awesome. Right? Um, no, that's great. And, and that's yeah. like such a low entry. But yet it's going to look and feel good. Like get them to, Mm -hmm. you know, tell them like that font, like choose, if you only get one word, don't just put like default text in there. Like (laughs) make it look nice. And they'll, 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 they'll like that a lot. Yeah. I think just kind of part of the refining process this year, it's all actually almost been good that there's been less participation because it's forced me then to rethink what I've done. And like, and so I, I I think one of the things I've also done, I think it's a mistake is I kind of want to please everyone. And so I, 
a lot of different options and like too many options. So like they're, you know, oh, here's, cause I'll think of like, oh, this is a cool idea. Oh, this is a cool idea. And I want, I want all of them to be options. And, uh, and so like, they don't have that. They have almost probably like overloaded with side quest options that they can do. Uh, and then I think I compounded that problem a little bit by saying kind of, cause I, that's, just, that's kind of a question I wanted to ask you is kind of related is, cause you still want to give like projects that kids actually do. That's, that's great. And so you're balancing those two, a, que- a side quest and like I call them like a main quest. I think w- what I ended up doing is I, I put them on the same slide presentation and just said, hey, here's all your main quests you need to do. You can do one of them and do an extra one for a side quest. And I, th- and I think that's part of the problem. The kids, they're not, like you said initially, they're not exclusive. They're not like, oh, fun. Like, oh, yeah, look at these ones that are, you know, they kind of look like, oh, man, I need to do an extra assignment. Uh, and so just refining that part is kind of helping me realize maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not giving the kids kind of experience that they, they need to kind of want to do a side quest. Uh, yeah, you definitely quest. want to like separate those two. Uh, but I, I'm glad you bring up the question because I'm sure others would, would do that. You want there to be some exclusivity to the side quest. You want it to be something that's like off somewhere else. If it's together, mm-hmm. I mean... I'm going to feel as a student in your class that when I do this side quest, which is supposed to be open-ended and anything that I kind of can creatively think of, I'm going to be compared to the kid that did it as the project though. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. well then, the, then it's like, well, that puts me at a different footing. Cause like he's doing it as his month long project. I'm doing it as like, I'm free this Saturday. Maybe I'll dink around with it for two hours and make something like mm-hmm. his is going to be better. You're going to not like my quest, man. Like I'm out. Like where if you could separate those, right? If it's like, here's what mm-hmm. we're doing. And and choice is great. So like if you had if you have all these ideas, if you have ten ideas, make three of them the project choices. Like this is what we're doing. You gotta do A, B, or C, choose one, but mm-hmm. do it right, you know? And then like, you know, over here, we got a couple sure. of different cycles and we even hit a couple around. Um and again, to get kids kind of excited in it. I'd also suggest maybe being silly, like print off like a little scroll, cut the scroll out and like stick it somewhere that like a kid's bound to see it and put on there. Like only one person can do it. And then they're like, well, like, why couldn't I do it? That's I'm sorry. Like Jane got it and Jane gets to do it. And they're like, well, why was there that one? Well, I mean, I hid some around like somewhere and they're like, wait, so they could be like here. Yeah, they -hmm. could. And then like kids are starting to look under their desks or whatever, wherever they look, here's my tip. I hope none of your kids listen to my podcast, wherever they look, put it there the next day. Cause like, right. Like we teach middle schoolers. They're like, well, I mm-hmm. checked underneath my desk. It's not underneath my desk. What well, is now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I like when that. we get that new class in and they're like, I found one right under the desk. And they're like, that's my desk. What do you mean? I checked it. <laughs> What what percentage of your kids would go of go on SideQuest each year? So, in total, I'd say I had about eighty, probably eighty-two percent, eighty-three percent go on at least a SideQuest somewhere in the year. I would say twenty-five percent are heavy users. They they are going on quests all the time, and I'd say I have about like fifty percent of the grade. 
on top of that. <laughs> so we're up to 75. 50% goes kind of a quest per unit, you know? And, and, and all of it's okay. You know, like the thing we have to remember is this is over and above what I'm asking them to do. And actually for my students, the other thing that's kind of impressive, I think, the sixth grade English teacher has a game. The sixth grade science teacher has a different game. I have a game. So like these guys have lots of quest choices. Like, and you know, if I'm still getting 80 some percent at some point to interact with something they don't have to. And it, and I'd say seventy five percent, maybe maybe seventy percent, interacting at least once a unit, mm -hmm. with twenty five percent of them doing three four quests or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that can also be a shifting percentage. That's the other thing I want to remind teachers when you're thinking about refining your game. Know that like it it depends on what quests I put out. You know like think about your students think about you know i haven't had one that was like super creative and i know this gal really likes painting why not like why not offer a painting quest again none of yeah. it takes any of your class time you're not really supporting that project all you have to do is say it's allowed like it's mm -hmm. allowed make a painting yeah. you know and now I mean, a kid that loves that does it i think the the covid has definitely changed like, sort of the group i think group stuff is can help invigorate kids to go and oh, work on stuff together and having it being a very isolated quest i think this year they, they you know they're not choosing the group options i think that's part of takes away a little bit of the allure of like going on this oh you know excuse to go make a movie project with the kids you know friends and uh, so i think that's something that i'm looking for obviously to come back so that they can you know go on these creative things that uh, involve some of you know other people as well but uh no i mean collaborative projects are always great and they're 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 good skills to sort of do with kids too so yeah. that's a good one the other thing i would say for people to, when you're refining your game or looking at your side quests you know think through the different type of learners we have you know and then challenge yourself like what can i do for that learner and then on top of that like word of mouth or like the the age-old marketing is some of the best marketing, right? So if you made one for like Susie in your class, you you can say like, hey, Susie, like I think this is going to be awesome. For, I got to admit, because that, you know, first quarter you did this and it kind of inspired me. I thought you'd really like this. Susie's going to go do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so don't, don't just let the side quest stand on its own. Like, take the time to build those relationships you know a quick comment here a, a a bit of a raz sometimes i like put pressure on a group you know i'm like oof like i just got done with the house of Torin and i i had to grade like 12 side quests from them like it took me a while but like man i did good you know oh but like never mind like we gotta get we gotta get started because like that's not your class never mind um, <laughs> Jeez, and then all of a sudden, like, they're like, well, we, yeah. And then somebody will be like, Ms. Ruggieri, like, before class is over, can I give a little speech? And then they're like, guys, we all have to go do a side quest. And it's middle school. They don't all do it. But, like, seven do it the next day. And you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. And all I did yeah, was we've like, been, We're in cohorts. So I think the actual house, they've been very into their houses this year because that's all they have, right? That they, All they know is it's their cohort they've been in. So to think that kind of that kind of stuff, I think, would work very well. As they're just like, hey, this, you know, they went on this many and, you know, what do you guys got to do? And kind of like, you know, egging them on a little bit. 
Uh, you could also do, I've actually never done this, but talking to you, maybe I will. <laughs> kind of like that charity thermometer. You can oh, have yeah. like a thermometer per class and say that there's a big bonus to a house. Mm-hmm. You know, the first house to get to and put one that's like out a little out of reach for the amount of side quests you're getting. So like if yeah. if getting five quests would be a big deal right now in your classroom, then say like seven quests is the finish line. You know, if getting 20 quests is a big deal, then make it 25, just out of reach, right? Um, mm-hmm. And dedicate one board, make like four thermometers and just shade in like, ooh, House of Torrens already got three in. Yeah, okay. I, I think also the idea of like less is more is kind of, you know, you know, not having as many quests and and not repeating. I think you had said this some other time, but just, you know, the quest should be, each unit should be kind of unique and new and not feel like, oh, I've seen that one already. And so like, you know, taking that, making making it look like, because usually that's how it always happened. Like I'll put some quests I've put before and I'll put, oh, here's a one or two new quests. And it's usually always those new ones that get all the traction like that. Oh, building, like I put one in that to, to build an aqueduct and like, I'm like, oh, let's see how many kids would do this one. And I had like, you know, 15 kids build that aqueduct. And I'm like, whoa. And it just kind of that infusion of, of a new idea, a new kind of thing. Um, I thought that that was kind of good insight as far as to do it for my quest. Yeah, new is a great way to get things kind of fired up and excited. Old is exciting as well, but you got to like think of a way to gussy it up. So sometimes for old, I'll put for the quest some some catchy title you know like back to the future or something like that right and it, it, it is just an open-ended quest where it's like go look through past quests like i'm not even going to write it for you i'm not even going to like sit here and say we're doing the like build a model quest i don't care you choose but it has to be one that we've done before so it's not create your own sure. find it and then upgrade it to this unit's like, so instead of build an aqueduct, you know, in medieval times, maybe I'll build like a castle. That would be the upgraded version, you know, mm-hmm. to, to our medieval unit and giving kids that ability to sort of like comb through what they, they had options to do in past units and what excited them. And sometimes it surprises you because you think, you know, you're like that super popular one was that make a video one. And then all of a sudden the kid does like the podcast and he nails it and you're like, Oh, you you really love that. That's the thing you chose to like go back to. Like, yeah, cool. All right, you know, have at it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's that's another way to sort of sure, sure. position options without like that's even easier work on your end, and it's actually more inspiring to them. Uh, kind of related to Psychoist is 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 this idea like once you once they turn it in, you got to you know you can give them an item right. And I think one of the things I thought it would be good for other teachers to hear is I I've kind of you were sharing with me before just the idea of like making the items you give um, matter to the kids who have them. Like, like ask them, hey, what 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 would you be interested in? Because I, what I've done is often I just kind of fan out the cards um, and just give out whatever they want. I don't even know what they get half the time because they take it and I'm like, okay. But just get, making that kind of like a special, like, hey, because you said each learner is going to want, they may want, may want a battle card and they may, may want to add some, you know, some foods, food cards or some school cards cards or uh, game level cards so i think that and then that will kind of maybe you know instead of like oh i got something i don't care about you know but that gives them that more interest of wanting to kind of do it again and and like you said at the beginning of the podcast you like games right so like 
Yeah. It also gives it a, a moment for you to be relational with them. So if sure. I come up and I say like, ah, you know, I did my quest and you and you say to me, what would you like? And I'm like, I don't know. I'd, I'd like something that's kind of like a, a cool power up. Maybe I just say it that way. And mm-hmm. you then kind of light up and you're like, wow, like I actually like made this one like last week. I think you'd really like it. Michael. Like, you know, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then it gives you an opportunity to like put the shine on that moment. Maybe it's the only one you've given out so far. So you're like, you're the first one to get, I mean, I just made this thing or, you know, maybe it is common, but you're still like, there's not many out there, right? Like the kid's not going to go check, you know, 150 people's binders. Right. So like you can kind of still say like, it's pretty rare, like nice, Mm -hmm. nicely done. Good work. And, and that, that whole exchange takes like a minute and a half, but like that lays such a solid foundation. So then you'll have them do some kind of independent stuff every time you roll out, like you, you reward your quest. Because I'm thinking those kind of conversations, for me, it's part of it's time, right? I'm just like, oh, I got to get these quests in, come in, awesome, good job, guys. But like, you have to almost have them doing something different so you can have those individual conversations. And you might have 10, 12 kids come up and, and do that with you. Yeah, so uh, I build in, arguably, it's probably once every maybe eight school days is probably what I'll say. Uh there's some sort of cleanup day, if you will, right? So, like, it's a great time to reassess students. It's a good time to, like, get in any missing homework if some kids had missing homework. It, and then if you're up to date, think of it almost like a history study hall. Like, if you're up to date in that time, then I've given you this one out of every eight days to do a side quest. So you can't even say, like, I'm super busy. I never, I can never do them. Like, woo, like, we got this time. And mm-hmm. for the struggling learners, it is a nice breathe point, right? To like breathe in and like see what they need to fix and, and do it. And then uh, that's when I pay most of my quests. Sometimes I pay other times when there is like just in my lesson plan a, a day that they're doing something and I'm not. Then I mm-hmm. try to capitalize on that as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I will yeah. say that idea while that's not gamification is one that I think more people should think about like school. If you're in like eight classes and every class is always just marching forward. I mean, if you have a hiccup as a student, like it it can start to be a house of cards that falls. So giving, giving a little like, Hey, we are going to dedicate. I don't know. I don't care if you want to call it 20% time or whatnot, but like Mm -hmm. there's just going to be this pause point that we can kind of clean some stuff up. I got stuff to clean up. You got stuff to clean up. It's got to be history. And then in doing that, I think it's then you could make sure you have a side quest, which they can work on at school. So I think sometimes I've, I've found the problem like, oh, I, I can't work on these things because they need like they're too, I don't know, I need. Yeah, it's go good to have those two, though. I want, yeah. like, I don't want to like. I, really, I agree like, both. The one that you could say, oh, I'm going to work on a side quest. I'm like, well, here's one here you can do. You can start right now. You know, you could, you know, grab vocabulary, no card things. You know, there's no excuse. You could, you know, do a couple of those right there well it is our already reflection time so you ready yeah it does go fast it does uh so this quote comes from magara torohu probably butchering that name but i like the (laughs) quote so here we go our talk today was about refinement and just kind of smoothing things out uh so this quote is the more we refine our definitions the more we understand what we are doing. How does that hit you given what we talked about today? Yeah, I think, 
I mean, we've been focusing mostly on SideQuest, but I think that just the idea of, of refining, okay, what, why, do, why do I want them to do SideQuest in the first place? You know, what's the purpose of it all? Um, and just helps me, okay, take a step back and, and consider, okay, you know, how can I actually make this the best system for the kids? Uh, and I think that's what I've, I've tried to have to do the last, you know, last several months. Is just And using, I think it's been great, uh, is the community that you've built helps that refinement. I feel like it's like iron sharpening iron and then going on uh, to, you know, whether it's uh, EMC uh, squared and just talking to other educators. I think those are the ways that kind of help us kind of define what we want to do as educators by rubbing kind of shoulders with them as well. Um, No, I definitely, it was fun that we had that Topia Mm -hmm. sort of get together and it was so neat to see so many people from around the world. And like you said, having a collective people that are interested in refining and or learning the, the, the questions were great. And I, I hope everyone got great stuff coming out of that. Cause yeah. I definitely got charged. Uh, for me, this quote, the more we refine our definitions, the more we understand what we are doing. I like this idea. Uh, cause I think a good game, you know, if you think about a good game, it's, it's typically like just that right balance between like a challenge but simple mechanics, right? Like, like chess isn't that hard in terms of the rules. There aren't all these like weird rules where this doubles that and this changes that and this shit. Like, nope. Like the pieces all move. Your pieces move the same as my pieces. It's pretty refined. It's pretty simple. But in that simplicity, there breathes a whole lot of strategy because people do understand the the, the choices they can make and the impact they can make. So, when we can refine our games to do that, I think students win we win everyone wins and that's the beauty of gamification because it's just like you know you never stop refining never stop you know finding something else to do and that's what keeps us you know energized in the summers when i think teachers are like hey you know what time to take a break and like gamifiers it's like all right you know that's oh that's refined that's you know let's make some tweaks let's add some elements Uh, that's awesome uh well thank you so much brian for uh being here today thanks for having me uh, it was excellent. I, I hope to have you back on to the podcast sometime. Uh, it's, it's always good chatting with you. And Thanks. once again, everyone else, I am Michael Matera, and this is Well Played, and we're part of the On Podcast Media Network. Definitely check that out. And also, if you guys could, join us all. Like Brian said, great community over at emc2learning.com. It's a wonderful place filled with resources that can get you started, not just gamifying, but really truly changing the game of school. And we hope hope to see you there. That's all we have for you today. Enjoy your week and play on. <laughs>